Whether it's talk about the state of hockey. Just conversing about the world of professional wrestling. Oh my god! Trip, you know what? You just made the list! Oh no! Oh, here we go. Or other pop culture phenomenon. Rob and Dave give you, the listener, their uncensored opinions on the High Sticks and Super Kicks Podcast. The first period starts right now. Welcome all to the next edition of the High Sticks and Super Kicks podcast. Boy, after watching this Devil's Plays, the enthusiasm is just... <laughs> uh, I we have the excitement I've, of a fucking funeral right now watching I've, this Devil's team. <laughs> I've, I've been waiting all day to record this podcast, and I still cannot get myself to that level to be anywhere near happy. Shiny happy. I mean, <laughs> even your bobblehead over there in the corners and the staring at the wall because just want to watch the game. <laughs> Robin Dave, High Sticks and Super Kicks Podcast, HSSKPod.com, your home for the perfect blend of hockey and professional wrestling. Uh. <laughs> and, and you know what? For both of our topics, hockey and wrestling, yeah. like you just have the same reaction right now. Like, <sighs> I have no idea what they're doing with Becky Lynch. Are they really trying to turn her into like an Austin? Are they going to be in Detroit soon where she's going to drive the fucking Zamboni to the ring and demand to get into her WrestleMania match? <laughs> that was a great impression. <laughs> you, you, I don't trust you or you or your daddy. <laughs> it's like, oh, come on. Oh, you did. With your lazy eye. Just fucking. Oh, my go. God. <laughs> no, no. I'm here. Come here. <laughs> Is she looking at <laughs> Triple H or Stephanie? I don't know. Yes. She's probably doing both. <laughs> She's looking both of them right dead in the eye. Uh, yeah, hockey. Um, I mean, literally, we can pretty much do an end-of-season report right now, a month and a half before the season ends. Yeah, and, we could. And, and, and be okay with it. And, and in this podcast, we'll I mean, be dead. <laughs> thankfully, Ottawa sucks. And who's the other team that's below us right now? We're the third worst team in the league. Even after what happened this week? Yeah. Well, by the time this week's over, by the time tonight's <laughs> by over. Tonight's over, yes. Yeah, we could probably be uh, the second worst team in the league. Oh, man. So let's get into it. Let's get into a little crease-to-crease talk with our with our lovely Devils. Um, I mean, we can go. I don't even remember what we did in Montreal. Um, I think we won. <laughs> it's, it's been so far ago. It's been so painful ago. That you just don't remember. Um, I, I'm pretty sure we beat Montreal, um, and I think you're supposed to beat Montreal. Montreal going into yeah, but this they're season. in the playoffs right now. Yeah, but they went into the season according to our list of being one of the suckiest teams, and well, 
But they're look where they right. are now. Well, I mean, we could say that about half of these teams. Everybody thought that Montreal was going to suck. Ottawa's doing a little bit better. Like well, to, they're not, but they. I mean, Ottawa it. was expected, and they're falling through with it. The Kings, everybody thought was going to be good. Canes, they suck. The Canes are like on the on the fringe of being the a Islanders, playoff team. Yep. The Islanders are. We have we have a stat a little bit later in, in the uh, hockey prep of it about about the Islanders playoff situation if they get in. Um, so yeah, we beat Montreal. That's fine. The Kings game, my God, you were there. So holy shit! Um, I participated in the boo fest. I, I will not lie. I booed. What? I I was not, I was not angry. Like the the fact that he left or whatever. I'm I'm done with that. The same thing with Parisi too. I'm done with that anger, right? So I'm sitting there. I'm, I forget what the hell I was having. I don't know if it was my nachos or whatever. And I'm sitting there, and I'm waiting, and this and that. And then all of a sudden, you know, warm-ups start, and you see the devils go on the ice. I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. All right, kings start coming out. Then I see him. I swear to God, my my attitude just, like, changed. Like, you fucking prick. Like, it, it now, just turned like that. How do you feel about people like Wyshynski, Greg Wyshynski, where he was like, don't boo them. Don't boo him. He did you a favor, which he did. He did, yes. He did us a huge favor by retiring. By the leaving. The problem yeah. is he did it at the wrong time. So he like did it he like way after be, July 1, like right, way after. Right. We could have been in the the Ryan Suter sweepstakes where we would have had Parisi and Suter on our team, which would have probably put us in a better position. But he was like, don't boo him because – Think about it. You are away from that ridiculous contract Yes. for a guy that wasn't going to really help your team, as you could see what he's doing in L.A. right now. He's not really helping. So don't boo him. And I, I mean, I was watching on TV, and you heard it. You know, you heard the Colville sucks chant, which was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. And and but, it's and it's crazy that, that media themselves, I think it was NJ.com or whatever, Literally put it out there saying no. It was one of the, one of the articles on on the apps. I think it was a score, not not NJ dot com. Was like there was a Koval suck chant, and I'm sitting there going, "You can put that in the media, yeah, why not?" But then on the flip side of it, it's like that's pretty cool that you that you recognize. What it. do vacuum cleaners do? They suck. So I mean, <clears> that's not one of those words. It's not one of George Carlin's uh, <laughs> seven, seven deadly words. Sense. You can't say on TV or radio. Oh, I miss George Carlin. Oh, he would have been fucking phenomenal with this current political climate. Well, I don't you listen to his his stand up and he's pretty fucking spot on in the in the eighties. But as far and, as the Kings game, um, I look, think that we were. Everyone says like, "Oh, why? How could they not be up to play in that game? How could the emotions?" No, nobody was on that team. Nobody was on that team. It was Green, on, yeah, and Zajac. Zajac, maybe Kincaid, but nothing. And Kincaid, yeah, and nothing. The GM had no participation in this no ownership had no participation in this the head coach had nothing the f- all that was left was the fans and their anger now you have somebody like kovalchuk who before coming here was literally bombarded with questions going so what's it going to be like in jersey when you get back like and he, he said that right i've been yeah. booed before i expect yeah. to be booed and i enjoy that kind of stuff now take his take the whole game okay did what he do it did he do anything he did score did he do anything? No. No, but he he's never he's but he you hasn't th- been that, that but you, game changer. But you would think coming back to a place of going, ha ha, I fuck you, ha 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 that he would be like fucking having six goals and, and doing a happy dance in the center rink. Maybe, maybe mentally he was fired up, 
But physically, you're not talking about a 27-year-old. You're talking about a 35-year-old. And, you know, your brain may be willing, but your body, body may be. Not. Yeah. I mean, I looked at, I mean, I think I even texted you or whatever. Like, when he scored that goal, uh, like, he, he did, I mean, he, yeah, he grinned. But it was one of those, like, I fucking scored. Let me just get back to the bench. Just, ugh, like, Well, at that point, when he scored, it didn't matter. Half of the people were gone anyway, so it didn't, yeah, it didn't really matter. But to boo a guy like him, you now it's like when Parisi first came back, you got it out of your system. Now it's done. It's a, well, it doesn't matter because we're going to see him again because he's going to go to the fucking Islanders. <laughs> we Speaking to, of the Islanders, how's that for a segue for days? <sighs> uh, the Islander we, game, there, there we was, lost in a shootout. Yes, but there was at least bite a glimmer in of that hope. Game. No, I don't want no because hope's all. This <laughs> oh. isn't Star Wars. There is no new hope. It's it's just at the end of the day, you just go, I, I just want us to play, look like we're playing for a full 60 minutes. And that game we did. And I think I even said you too, like, you know, if we lose every game, I'd rather lose it like 7-6, 5-7. Nah. Like, and know, I like, said to you, a loss is a loss. You learn more from getting blown out. Oh, the Dewey. Yeah. Which Dewey. leads to the next couple of games. But, like, you learn more from getting blown out. as As a coach... You learn more because you watch the next game or the next practice or whatever, and you go, who's going to come in with a chip on their shoulder? And, I mean, fast forwarding, we got blown out by the Blues, and then you watch the Chicago game, and we came out with a chip on our shoulder. Yes, Because I said up, to you, like, up 2-0? 2 nothing. We ended the first, it was 2-1. End of the second, I think it was 3-2 Chicago. Yeah. And then I fell asleep, and then when I woke up this morning, it was like, I looked Five, went, Yeah. <clears throat> but... It was a typical. It was a typical loss. The problem is, is I think everybody, and I mean, we don't even need to talk about the other games because it doesn't really fucking matter. Because we won, we lost. We won, we lost. We won, we lost. Um, you look at those other games. I think it's gotten to the point where everybody on our team, player wise, uh, I would say, not everybody, but most of them look at the standings and they're already thinking about vacation vacations and weddings and, and like, what am I going to do after this is over? If, if I'm Shiro, I just tell hall, go home, yeah. go home. Why, I mean, why, 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 why bring yeah. me back and risk you <clears throat> doing something more? I try to trade as many of the veterans and I'll tell you one of the first people I would try to trade and it would be really hard cause he's got a fucking contract. Andy green. Thank you for your service, but look, you did, you deserve a little bit better. No, no. he doesn't. I, I've completely <laughs> changed my mind on Andy Green, and here's why. Dude, you're the captain of the team. You are the captain of the ship, of the locker room. Mm -hmm. You can't allow these. And, again, I don't know Andy Green, but he doesn't strike me as a grab you by the throat, does scream he and yell at you. Does he almost come off like a like a Salvador kind of like like – just a steady, competent, yeah, like, like, you know, like he's he's not a steak dinner, but he's like he's the steakums, yeah, like if you eat it, you'll be you'll be all right. I'm all right. Like I'm not hungry anymore, but I'm not like God damn. That was the best meal I ever had. That's Andy Green. Can you can you rewind the show to episode one? Did you ever think we would use a Steakums reference it's, to talk about a player? Right. He's he's a Honda Sonata. A Hyundai Sonata. Okay. Like, it's a car. It'll get you where you're going. But It's a Hyundai. It's, right. It's not exactly, you know, the 
It doesn't have the pizzazz. It's not flashy. It's not fast. It's not powerful. Mm-hmm. It's it's just there. And he, I think he's part of the reason that this team is mentally fragile. Is it one of those, like, you're looking to a veteran leadership to go, what do we do? And your veteran leadership is like, play hockey. I'm just going to go out there and try the best that I can. And, you know, I hope these other guys follow my example. Well, you know what? You keep making stupid fucking mistakes. And the problem is is our defense is young with Santini and Micro and Severson. And they're watching you make these mistakes. And then the next shift, they go out and they're making the same mistakes. And that's why we're letting up goals. And right now, the problem is, is it's affecting our forwards. I, I saw yesterday and I, I kind of, my daughter was sleeping on the couch next to me, so I couldn't exactly go, what the fuck? But, uh, you, co- like, you mean your coach came out? N- n- like, <laughs> Nico with a blatant <clears throat> giveaway and, and Palmieri with just like, what the fuck are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like, like might plays, like plays where you would go, just chip it off the board. What are you trying to make that, you know, like pass for or, where are you going? Or how come nobody's fucking moving? Like somebody gets the puck on the boards and they're looking for a breakout and everyone's staring right back at him. Like, <laughs> like they're waving at like Forrest Gump to Lieutenant Dan. Like, hello, like on the fucking boat. You know, like it, it's, it's, you sit there and go, move. Somebody move. Somebody get open. Somebody give him an outlet. And by the time he realizes, oh shit, I don't have any outlets. The other team is on top of you. And now you, you, we turn the puck over, and we've got three guys outside the zone, and we're stuck with fucking Andy Green and Severson going, looking around like, which way did he go? So when's when the trade deadline? Twenty fifth next week, yeah. Yeah, twenty fifth. Yeah, so a week from Monday, right? Yeah. So we we can we can start chipping away at this. I think who leaves? Okay, my list ends up being. And and these are one of those, it's, when is the deadline? Four o'clock? Three o'clock. Three o'clock. So this is one of those, like, you start hearing rumors of, like, two o'clock, 2.15, 2.30 kind of things. It's not nothing big. Um, Lovejoy goes out for draft picks. Yep. Low draft picks, like a fifth rounder. Yeah. And, and simply, it is not one of those, you suck, get out. It's one of those, you're going to go to a team to be, like, what Boyle is te- attempting to be, um, in Nashville is being be a, a locker room presence, uh, a locker room presence, and a veteran guy. Fine. Um, I really do think that they're going to try to get rid of Kincaid, it, yep. because l- look at what you have. You have a you have Blackwood, maybe a future. You don't know, but good enough to say we'll keep him. Corey's contract anchors him to our team. He's been playing better. He came back after the one game. It was like Ugh. second game. It was like, well, shit. This is the kind of core we right. want. And obviously with the blow and whatever. So all that's left is Kincaid. The only problem is his shitty play is now affecting what you get back. If you get a second, a third, or a fourth, since, right? Since Corey has come back, though, mm-hmm. like watching the games, it's not him. It's really not him. Like, I'd, lo- I'd love to sit down with Corey and do, like, a fucking goodwill hunting. Like, it's not your fault. <laughs> it's not your fault. And just, like... Keep saying it to him like it's not your fault. It's really not your fault. Like, and I it, think he realizes this. like three of the four, three or four of the goals against Chicago were blatant giveaways. Went off of our fucking own guy into the net. You know, like he, he can't he can't stop things. Everything. 
He's not Gustav, Gustav, whatever that guy was, the the monster or whatever the hell his name oh, was. Oh, yeah. Seven foot, like 600 pounds. He I mean, can't who, fulfill the whole net. He can't be the Geico commercial and put a big fucking whale <laughs> or a seal yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah, we can. But it, you just want to keep saying to him, like, it's dude, not. it's not. It's like, if I'm his goalie coach, I just go, I'm like, this one isn't your fault. It's not your fault. Look, you're in position for the where the shot is right now. It goes off of our guy's ass. Can't predict that. You can't prevent that. It happens. Sometimes it hits his ass and goes out of play. Sometimes it hits his ass and goes in the net. You can't prevent your defense trying to make a corner to far blue line pass and it getting picked off, and it's a basically a breakaway with Patrick Kane coming at you. Yeah. If it, if, if it was you, you'd go like, I just move out of the way. It goes, just shoot. Just go ahead. Like, you try your best, but you look, it's not you, your fault, Corey. But, but look at the way Corey has played since he's come back now. He had, he had that one game in Binghamton where he, he did fairly well. He got, he, he got a win in Binghamton, then he came up here. It, it's like a new Corey. It's like he's recovered from his injuries. Yeah. He, he, the hip surgery thing takes about two years to heal. And he's being left out to dry. <clears throat> That's his problem. Like, he's not getting those shots where he's mm-hmm. like, all right. Like, his first shot of the game is normally not that shot where you're like, all right, it hits the pads, I feel good, or I made a glove save, or it went off my blocker. It's like, oh, shit. Qu- oh, shit. Like, I have to make a quality. And last year with Kincaid, going back to him, Kincaid was making saves he shouldn't have made. Like how many times did he do the reach back or the paddle or, you know, <coughs> his reflexes just happened to get a piece of it. Okay. This year, not so much. It's congratulations. You have your up year and down year. And this is yep. his down year. And next I, year will be his up year. Like it's The only thing is <coughs> I can't see where he goes. Be- because of his current play or just overall? Overall. Like who needs a backup goalie? He's a backup goalie. He's not going to be your starter unless something crazy happens. Like the rumors are quick is going to be traded to Columbus. Yeah, we'll get and into the, that kind of thing. And if they yeah. need like a fucking, if they're not getting a goalie back, which is. Would be stupid, yeah. Mind boggling. But then you turn around and you go, okay. What do you want for We'll him? go with Campbell and fucking Kincaid. Or maybe they have their, they have Peter Budai. He was an NHL goalie too. So, I mean, do you go and trade for a backup goalie or do you bring up the backup goalie you have in your minor system? I just don't see where Kincaid could go. And the shitty part about that is I, I don't see Shiro re-signing him no. next season, so you lose him for nothing. Granted, who if it's a seventh or a sixth-round pick or a fifth-round pick, that's still an, an additional pick you have to you know, yeah. get a, you know, yeah, you're right. I mean, you could always, you could. You could. I mean, but. like maybe Tampa. But is is Kincaid really an upgrade from fucking Deming? Is like I, I just don't see unless somebody somebody gets hurt and they have a really good backup goalie and they need somebody else like Columbus. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I just don't see it. After Kincaid, after Lovejoy, um, let's just throw Andy Green in there just for a fine because honestly next year if i were to map out this roster andy green does not sniff first or second pairing minutes right but then we're games. paying a guy five million dollars to be our third defenseman so throw him out there send him to wherever the hell he needs to go send him to fucking toronto let him be a let him be a bottom line or whatever he won't. they they couldn't afford him <clears throat> they couldn't and, afford him the islanders could okay Lou, Lou will take him. It's, it's, but, it's, know, but but we're not getting anything. We're getting like a that's uh, another let, one. We're getting like a sixth round pick because of the money he makes. Well, okay. So, <clears throat> this is a concept that was thrown out on social media today from you know, one of the Devils pages, but um, they were talking about um, pot, like you know, just obviously BSing. Send Lovejoy to the Islanders for Hosang. 
considering Hosang is just so far off the given beaten path of, of an Islander thing that <clears throat> I think that they would want more for that. I mean, he is a first round pick and he, the last thing that, the, that Lou would want is to look across the river. Oh, and see, and see lighting flourish. it up all yeah. of a sudden. Cause he's him and fucking Nico or whatever. They have unbelievable mm-hmm. chemistry. Let's say that's right. the, and, and he's got to turn around and go, Ben Lovejoy, I'm not being fucking Peter Shirelli. I'm not. <laughs> we would have to give up something more than that. All right. Did um, you see uh, I, Gibbons I, is on? Yeah, yeah. I saw you got released, and everybody's like, oh, "When does he come back?" I'm like, "No, no, no, no. Why? Yeah, we have kids that don't do anything. Why? Why do we want a veteran? He would be good in Detroit. He'd be a good little pickup for Detroit if they needed him. So what's left of the Devils to trade? I. I'm going to, to, to die on my sword and say I do not want to trade Marcus Johansson. He's a part of what we have going forward, considering he can now play first, second, pushing third line. I wouldn't want to put him on the third line, but he has chemistry with enough people that can give us I agree. a solid three lines. Just that alone. Whatever concussions, whatever. I, would, I don't I don't want because you know what? Everybody says, Well, what if you trade him and he comes back? Who has actually no, been traded? No who has been that. traded and then go, Oh, I'm gonna go back to New Jersey? Radom like, Radom Verbata is the only guy I know that's been traded. Like he was on Arizona, he got traded to Florida. He spent he like back. a year in Florida and then went back to fucking Arizona. He's so the only not, guy I could think of at the top of my head. But I and I and I would and I would give him if I'm Shiro, two to I three to him. maybe four years, I give him that respect. If I'm Shiro, and I and I judge his response, I turn around and go not by words, but by by yeah. I turn around and go, look, Marcus, we want to keep you, um, but I want to ask you, would you want to go somewhere? Because make shit up, be like, look, we've gotten offers for you. I just want to see if should I pursue them. If that's what you want, or would you like to stay here? Because we are going to make an offer to you. And if he turns around and was like, well, who are the teams? Then I go, yeah, you know what? I have a good, we'll see you tomorrow. (laughs) And and as he walks out of the office going, what the fuck just happened? And before the door closes, you just hear this. And you just see Shiro on his phone. (laughs) No, and you're like, like, Edmonton? No. 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 Yeah. Um KHL yeah, okay. Um <laughs> yeah, we're definitely He he if we were to trade him it see the thing is the big four. He's not one of the big four on the market right now. You have Panarin, you have Bobrovsky, you have Stone and you got Duchesne. And Duchesne. And then there's the second level. And that's and where he that's, fits. And yeah. Johansson's at the top of that second level right now, where it's like, all right, we missed out on Panarin. Do you get? Do you, so what do you get? Do you get another two? You get a two or a three for him? You get a couple of twos for him or a couple? Or, or do you get a it, two or a couple threes? But like, see, it depends where he goes. Yeah. Like, if he goes to, like, a Winnipeg, do you want a second-round pick? You're below. You're yeah. looking at, you know, what, the, the 59th? Yeah. Or do you turn around and go, who is – their best defensive B plus prospect. Not their A, but their B plus. Somebody that's gonna be like 
give it another year and oh uh, yeah the right year. somebody that you know you could throw a little seasoning into mm-hmm. you know somebody that's going to end who's going to end up being like a damian severson mm-hmm. damon not and, damian it's okay we all we all understood who i doing. would also like to if shiro could do it for a team that's looking for a good second line center i would love for them to look at to see what they can get for Zajac. I know he has because, no move clause. But. Because you know, when I was listening to the to the other game that I left, what was I forget which one it was. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I fucking le- I walked out the of wild. the second period. The wild game. Yeah. Um, and and I and just listening to the radio uh, intermission thing, uh, Matt Laughlin was interviewing Travis Zajac, and he brought up the fact of have you have you been approached by Ray Shiro to waive your no movement clause? Like he flat out asked him. And and he said, you know, no, and you don't know what the future holds, and this and that. And and at the end of the interview, I was like, you know, well, we hope you're here. And and Travis was like, well, I hope you're not like basically paraphrasing Jinxing here. Me. No, basically, it's like I hope you're not fucking foreshadowing something here, like because yeah, yeah. they were literally talking about like we're moving your family and doing this and do that. And I'm sitting there listening to yeah, it. And especially go, since he's on a, he's on a contract for what like another couple years, two years at least. Yeah. So you got to up. He would have to go somewhere where they could fit his five million dollars in and is it is it simply because of his of the money yes okay so it's not the yeah. play it's not anything else no just, he would it's be just a, money he would be an ex like minnesota lost miko koivu zajac would be fucking perfect there him and breezy you know again. yeah nashville needs a second line center behind marcus johansson you mean marcus johansson uh mar uh <laughs> Well, it's Johansson. Ninety-two. <laughs> Ryan right? Johansson. Yeah. Um, you know, Winnipeg could use a second-line center to play with Line A. Like it's it, all of the and Kyle Connor. Like those are those are all just great spots, but they just can't afford them. I just my fandom comes in too much. You know, like w- with this, like I see, I see what this team is, right? And and I'm not like focusing on last season, but I am. With that kind of team we had last, the, the way that we played last year versus how certain players are playing this year, I can see next year's team with Johansson on there and having three lines and just sitting there and going, "Holy shit!" Yeah, but that's what we thought this year. Like with the beginning of this season, we were like, "All right, Nico Hall and Palmieri and Mojo and Brat and." Zajac or Zaka, and then you had, you know, Miles Wood and Coleman and and Nason, and you were like, and Boyle, like you're like, we've got good three lines, like our set, our top three centers are awesome, and then Boyle's a good fourth line center, and then like after the ninth game, we were like, what, like, like Zaka makes the biggest fucking brain farts I've ever seen. <laughs> like he's one of those guys where if you said. Yeah, they made a trade today. They traded a, a center. What's his name? It starts with a Z. And you said, I would be like, Zajac? And they're like, no. I'd be like, oh, Zaka. Yeah, right. yeah. I'd have the same reaction. Right. But yeah. if we got something, I mean, Zaka is the guy that I could look at where you were bringing up uh, Hosang. Mm-hmm. I could see Lou going like, then I want Zaka. I want, if I'm going to trade one of my first round picks. Like a one for one kind of thing? Yeah. yeah. And, and just a change of scenery kind of trade, right? Yep. And they're both, I believe they're both restricted, right? Because he's done at the end of this season. He's off his entry level. Yeah. 
I, I just feel that you re-sign Mojo, and you just, off-season, all you do, all you do is you start combing draft unrestricted free agent. I don't even care if it's restricted free agents the, or see, whatever. The pro- defense. No, you can't go after restricted free agents. Defense. Yes, I agree with defense. D- d- and but, I'm talking coach down. But the pro- the problem, yeah, I agree with that too. The problem with going after unrestricted free agents is there's no guarantee they want to come to you. And I understand that, yeah, you may have to sweeten the deal with money and raise not necessarily he's sweetener. Not guy, right. He's not He's yeah. not the... I'm going to pay Michael Ryder $7 million to come to the New Jersey because I lost fucking <coughs> Koval suck. So it's it just, I think you, you, you get, you get your draft picks with like three players. You resign Mojo, you resign Hall. You have to fucking sell it to him at this point because he's probably looking at this going, this is fucking Edmonton all over again. He's definitely going to, I think that, He's not going to just like, even though July 1st, we can discuss mm-hmm. numbers with him. I think he's going to do the, well, let's, let's see. Come to me in September. How our off season progresses. Right. What moves you make. <clears throat> Cause I mean, you look, you look at our, and we can, at the end of the season, we're planning on doing a, a solely crease to crease devil's podcast about foreshadowing into the next season. There's a couple defensive rookies coming through a system that can fit roles. Mm-hmm. And I, again, I lean back on the, I don't want it too young and I don't want it too old. That stops the young kids from playing. Right. You need, you need the season. <clears throat> you need salt and pepper. You and, know? and I want, and I want Vatnin back too. So maybe there's oh, yeah, your veteran. Pre- he's on our team. So you can, you know, he's concussed. He's you, another one. That you can, you can fucking, but you can dump green because he's older, right? You can re-sign Vatnin. Because he's younger. And again, going off of the idea of retooling our whole defensive fucking scheme and, and identity. Um, you know. But that's for another podcast. But that's it. So we talk about the free agency. We talk about trades. You look at possible draft positioning. That's another thing for this. Um, I don't know enough about the draft and the people in it and things of that nature outside of what you hear in the media where, like, the top two picks are pretty much irreversible. Like, it's a win. It's a, it's a, it's a Nico Nolan kind of comparison again. Like, Jack Hughes has been talked about for the last, like, the last four year. years. As, as soon as Nico was, or, uh, who was picked first last year. Oh, I'm going blank here. Wait, was it Nico? No. Because we didn't have the first pick overall. That's why we had Ty Smith at six. Who the hell was the first pick? Whoever it was. As soon as he was picked, boom, they started talking about, oh, yeah. In Jack Yeah, Jack It's like, what? Yeah. He, I mean, he's going to be good. But talking from <clears throat> what our needs are, mm-hmm. is, I mean, you're not going to pass him up because he's – if you get the number one pick, you, it, yeah, mean, you got to take him. But uh, you take him or Kapu Kaku. Um, those are the big two. So, and I was talking before we started recording that I said, you know, like if we ended up, I don't think we're going to end up with the first pick. And if we did, that'd be fucking amazing. But I don't think so. And, and I've said on social media that look, wherever we pick, if it's one or two, I I will give this year that pick. We get who we get. I never, 
want to fucking draft in the top five ever again. Yeah. Ever well, we again. Will. We will. Because we're not built like we used to. But if we, let's say we finished in two, three, four, five, mm-hmm. well, all the top prospects are all forwards. And we don't, like, it. I mean, again, I'm not a GM, but if I'm Ray Shiro, I'm looking at our depth and our defenses going to be good. But when it comes to defensemen, you never know how they're going to pan out. I mean, I'm sure if we go back and look at the 2011 draft mm-hmm. where we drafted uh, Adam Larson, they were projecting him like, oh, he's going to be the next Nick Lidstrom. He's going to, you know, he's quietly going to play a great defensive game while you're going to look at the score sheet and he's going to have like three assists. And you're going to be like, oh, I didn't even notice that. You know, like, and now you look at him and you go, yeah, he's a good defenseman. He's not fucking Nick Lidstrom. And he bloomed with us so late. Right. He. It wasn't until the year before we traded him that he, we, he, you were like, he, wow. Like, he, had, he had a good year. We gave him a five-year deal or whatever it was, and then traded him for all. Yep. But I would like to have a lot of <laughs> – I'd like to have a lot of D in the cupboard because you never know how they're going to – defensemen and goalies are the, the biggest – question marks when it comes to drafting because they take so long to develop. I mean, you look at St. Louis right now. Why is St. Louis on a fucking run? Their goalie, Jordan. played us. Yeah. Everybody's (laughs) on a run that plays us. Jordan Bingington, I think his name is. Uh Guy's 26. Like, he's been in the minors. He got drafted, like, in 2012. Late bloomer. Right. I mean, he's a goalie. And, it, I mean, you look at, like, Tim Thomas. Tim Thomas did not, never fucking stepped up until he, he was in his 30s. You know, like, it's... It's a guessing game for It is. Yeah. And when it comes to defense, it's Same that, thing. too. I mean, unless you're getting, like, a, a Carlson or something. But I could see us finishing from third to seventh. And, and I think we both agree that at that point, if you're in that position, you trade down because you're not you don't want to over yeah if we could get another second round pick or a defensive prospect and then trade down and get that pick handful of spots sure i mean i mean again it's a little too early for the draft stuff but we also need to find look god forbid we go on a fucking run and just and and like 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 the like the cock tease goals that we like to talk about and you just totally blow your whole draft thing and you get like dumped in the middle, you know, middle of the first round again. But I wish I had your optimism. I'm going to come visit you and never, never land when I need a break from reality. Look, again, <laughs> if we get one or two, that's great. I want to def- I all I want. All I want is like seven or eight. However many picks we have this year. I just want to see the name and a D next to it for <laughs> all fucking seven picks. And then after that, I want to hear Elaine Nazardine. Is is being let go of his contract, and we're going to hire somebody else. I don't care who. It could be. It could be my 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 co-host pal over here, Dave. I don't care. I don't want that guy on our defense. I wouldn't want to coach their defense. I'd probably be no better than that guy. But it'll be different. All right. Some NHL news. Um, apparently, the uh, Anaheim Ducks decided to go the Lou Lamorello route, firing head coach Randy Carlisle and uh, executive vice president GM Bob Murray. So who has zero coaching experience and is now what one and zero? Yeah, but I, I look. 
I know his assistant coaches are running the show. Of course. He's just kind of sitting there as a, an observer. It, it's like one of those things if you sit at your job, right, and your manager doesn't pay attention to you, and then all of a sudden he's sitting in the next cube over from you just miraculously, what are you going to do? You're going to sit up a little bit more? You're going to be a little bit more? Yeah, but I, the, the dudes, you know, your boss is watching now. Like, okay, close but, up. But here's the problem. What? With that. What? The guys that he should be kind of like stroking his beard and like paying attention to. He can't do anything about. He can't do anything with, with Katy Perry. He can't do anything with Ryan Getzloff. Because you know what? You're the dumb fuck that gave them no movement clauses and they're paying them $10 million each. So what are you going to do? Like, if I'm Ryan Getzloff, and Ryan Getzloff is a okay. good, he's, he's, a, he's a heart and soul guy. But like if I'm Katy Perry and I'm sitting there and my coach is standing over my shoulder and huffing and puffing. I'm going to do, fuck you. Go ahead, trade me. Good luck. Because you're the dickhead that gave me the $10 million and a no-move clause. Uh, Corey, would you like to move your no-movement know, your, your nope. no clause? Uh, no. Is that the conversation they have on the bench during the game? Yeah. Goes, hey. I don't like it. You know, you, If you don't want to be here, you can go somewhere else. No, no, I'm good. I'm good. The beach, flip-flops, sand, Disney World. Since we're speaking of the Ducks, would you take Henry back? No. No? Not on, you know what? If we got rid of Zajac, I would take Henrik back. Just for salary for salary? Yeah. Mm. Okay. But that's uh, not going to happen. Mm. If I'm Adam Henrik, I'm not coming back to New Jersey after fucking... I walk out of the practice rink in flip-flops and shorts and my house looks at the beach or Disney World. And what have you. Sure. Uh, lots of talk about Columbus and Florida and the Kings with regarding Panarin, Bobrovsky, Jonathan Quick, and, and just the trade wins definitely are blowing. Uh, Edmonton listening to offers for 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 Jesse. Um, Pay RV. Sure. Peyote? Sure. Pulley RV. That's mm-hmm. his name. Pulley RV. Um, wasn't he just drafted like a few years ago? Yeah. yeah. What is wrong in Edmonton? Well, what's in the water? Well, that's that's the whole thing. And I, I was listening to, I think it was Puck Soup, which is Wyshynski's thing today. And he's got he's got other writers on there now, uh, Leahy and some other guy. I forget his name. But there were rumors coming out of Edmonton that Hitchcock was going to quit. Like, he was just going to quit. <laughs> what? Right after? Uh... No, not after the season. Like No, no, meaning after, after, after the GM? No, like after a game. Oh, so like wow. you have to look at it from Hitchcock's point of view. I was brought in to write this ship by Peter Shirelli. Well, Peter Shirelli's gone and this ship is still fucking sinking. So why am I here? Yeah. And like he could just quit. But uh as far as here's the thing with Edmonton. Nobody questions Connor McDavid. Like no one's ever going to bring up, "Man, he didn't really back check or he was in the wrong position. They got to play better defense. No one ever. But at, what does everybody question when it comes to Edmonton? Not and it has nothing to do with the ice. Be it the on ice product, the culture, right? Yeah, and that's been that way for a while. Who's the captain of that team? Connor McDavid. How come nobody's bringing that up? Just like I did with Andy Green talking about, dude, you're the captain of this team, and if the culture sucks, and or if in the Devils' case, we're quitting before the season's over how come you're not doing anything about it well how come Connor mcdavid's not doing anything about it i mean on the ice he is 
he's leading the team in scoring. He's leading the league in uh, he's up in the league leaders for score, <clears throat> and he's giving it all. But what, what's what, going what, on behind the scenes? Right. Is it a self fulfilling prophecy that everyone says you fucking suck, so the team goes, "Ah, oh, fuck it, we suck." Yeah, I, I, I've never look. Our Devils team, after being in the playoffs for so long, we go like a year or two without being in the playoffs, and our fucking fans riot. Yeah, well, get used to it, because we're not going to be in the playoffs for a while. But, like, in Edmonton, it's been this way for, what, two, three GMs at this point? Like, how many many number one picks did they have? They had, Huh? Hall. Right. Yakupov. Yeah. Uh, um, McDavid, right? And McDavid. That's it? Uh, they but, got they got Jordan Eberle at some point, right? So, he was. I mean, he wasn't a first overall, but yeah. But okay, so have really high, like you know. And PayRV. That's five players right now. Yeah, that's a line. In in the in the span of what, five years, five six years, no, whatever. More than that. It's definitely <clears throat> more than that. Okay, and you still have a negative environment of, of working, and so that's. You, you've gone through coaches. You've now gone through GMs. The, the, it's the it's the good old boy club that's up in Edmonton, and, that, and I was just going to say that Kevin Lowe, that Craig McTavish, where let me tell you about the old days in the '80s, kids. Well, you know what? That was thirty fucking years ago. Yeah, and the kids are going to go. You're old, dude. You know, back thirty <clears throat> years ago, yeah, I wasn't born. <laughs> you I mean was, you mean there was no cell phones? I was still in my daddy's sack back then. Yeah, not even. But it's it's just. Something is wrong in Edmonton. Something is rotten in the state of Denmark. Take take Jesse, take Larson, send them back for Lovejoy. Oh, no, wait. Cicerelli's not there anymore. Yeah. Sorry. Mm. Oh, well. I tried. Well, I think if they're listening to offers, they're going to want something. Again, Large. I, if you told me I could trade Zaka for Payarvi straight up, one for one, Payarvi's a big winger. Okay. I'll give it a shot. Then you bring McLeod up. And he can't do any worse than what Zaka's doing. Oh, he set a career high for 10 goals. Are you fucking kidding me? He's been in the league for three years. His career high is 10 goals, and he's playing first line, second line minutes? All right, can we stop stroking him off? Like, oh, my God, look, he's really turning the corner. I was the biggest Zaka fan. When I saw him at the draft party when we drafted Nico, I was like, dude, I really hope you – like, I said it to him like a fucking fanboy. Like, I really, really hope that you have a career year. And he's like, yeah, me too. I was like, yeah. <laughs> and he's a big dude. Like, he's not like, and you look at him on the ice and when he skate, like, he's got all the tools. I just think there's no fucking toolbox in his head. Like, he can skate. He can shoot. He can pass. But when it comes to fucking putting it together. Are you talking about Miles Wood? Any, <laughs> you could look at like nine players on the Devils where you're like, man, that guy's got a lot of skill and they got this. Like, even Hall. Hall's got all the skill in the world, but there's just every once in a while I look at him and I go, what the fuck were you thinking? Like, I'm not trying to be an armchair quarterback. The record skips a little bit. Yeah, like you're like, this is a great song. Great (laughs) song. Great song. Great song. You're like, all right, he's going to come down the boards and he's either going (laughs) to hit a pass down the middle, he's going to stop, or he's going to look for the defenseman trailing. How about you just take it? How about we, we throw another magic trick in there, all right? Maybe. Change, change, change it up a little you bit. You got the clinging rings. You got the rabbit out of the hat. You got the card trick. Maybe a disappearing act. <laughs> Which he did this yeah, year. And he got he hurt. disappeared. They were, never mind. 
And last news segment here for the NHL, which was just posted about an hour or so ago, following consultation with Governor Andrew Cuomo. And the New York Islanders and BSE Global have announced that should the Islanders qualify for the Stanley Cup playoffs, only their first-round games will take place at Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum. Anything further will be at the Barclays Center. They're going to the finals. Because... Nassau Coliseum does not qualify as an NHL Major League facility. <laughs> Somewhere the Benny Hill theme is playing. <laughs> even, even when it's like the Islanders are kind of going back to their glory days, they're going to be back in the playoffs. You backhand them with, well, your, your mausoleum sucks. Well, they said that. I mean, they flat out said to, to Lou, like, you can't play all of your games there because you don't qualify as an NHL arena. I think you have to have over 15,000 or 16,000 mm-hmm. seats. And the mausoleum only has like 13 right now. But hey, you know what? I'm sure that all those fans are fucking going back to the Nassau Coliseum going, I want to be here. Yes, yes, yes. Exactly. All right, let's get into some segment talk, huh? What players had the most skill in each decade? Decade. Decade. That's decade for you non-French people. I thought decade was a uh, JFK-esque reference. Decade. Era. Decade. Era. You could do a JFK era, or you could do a Lula Marillo. They all sound oh the same. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, they're all from, what, Providence, right? Yeah, Rhode Island. <laughs> Rhode Island. So... Who was the most skilled player in the 70s? Mm, I don't know. You tell me. I would probably have to say you have to look at somebody from the Canadians. And normally we have these all filled out, and I totally brain farted. So That's okay. Um, On the fly podcast. I'm going to say it's somebody like Guy Lafleur in the 70s, Bobby Orr, uh, even though he kind of was on the downfall late in the 70s. But Bobby Orr. Our buddy Jacques? No, he wasn't. He wasn't. I mean, he was skilled, but I think he was a product of being on a very, very, very good team. What about uh, the old the, oh, the Islander guy was in the '80s, right? Terry Bam Bam Gordy, Boom Boom Jeff Allen. The '80s is obviously Gretzky, yes, and Lemieux. As far as skill, now when I talk about skill, I'm not talking about who scored the most points. I'm talking about where you would go, wow. wow like a pass wow or a shot wow or skating ability i mean gretzky wasn't the greatest skater but when you watched him play you were just yeah mario those would be guys that you would look at in the 80s the 90s i would say bore i'll go we'll make it easy i'll go a forward a defenseman and a goalie sure so the 80s i would say it's gretzky coffee and for goalies, I'm just going to put Patrick Waugh, even though he, he really took off in the 90s, but he mm-hmm. started in 86. So I'll go with that. Okay. The 90s, I'll say, as far as skill, Yager. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, somebody like Pronger in the 90s mm-hmm. as a defenseman. And then goal. Do you, do, 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 yeah, do you? I have to. I have to put Brodeur. Okay. Uh, the two thousands. Oof. Um. 
dead puck error. Chirp, chirp. <laughs> yeah. Chirp, chirp. Um, let's see. Forward-wise, again, Yager was pretty fucking nasty. Um, Ovechkin? I would put him more in the... Next to Cod? Yeah. Okay. I mean, we really should have broke this down by, like, fives. But well, the 2000s, yeah, I'd put... Yager was still pretty fucking nasty. Uh, defenseman Lidstrom, no-brainer. And then for goalies, hmm. Hasek. Hasek could be the 90s. Mm. Brodeur could be the 2000s. Yeah. And then 2010s, I mean, you could you could say. Stamkos. Stamkos. I mean. Ovi. I'd say Ovi. If I had to pick three, Ovechkin. Brett Burns has been really, really dominant as a defenseman. Mm-hmm. And then for goalies, for consistency. Fucking hurts me to say. It's, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's gonna be Hank. Yeah, you have to. Yeah. We're, we're not that biased here. I mean that that biased. But um, all right. HSSK Pod on, on, on the on us. the Twitter. Go ahead and argue with us. <laughs> Let us know you listen. Let us know what you think. You also asked the question: What do you think has caused the skill level to skyrocket within the last couple of years? Um, the training is one of the big ones. It used to be training camp was a month long, and for the first 15 days of it, the guys would spend the time the getting back into shape. <laughs> that's, and, that's with any sport, too. Spring training was getting the winter fat off you. But now it's, it's, it's not. It's, it's a 24, you think 365. About it, yeah, right? like, let's say training camp for hockey starts, let's say, on a Wednesday. They're playing a scrimmage game by Saturday. Yeah. Um, so training and not just for spring, like, I mean, for training camp, but the fact that video breakdowns, I don't know if I have that. Yeah, I'll have that on the list later, but like the, just the fact that they're specifically training for hockey now, like guys like Stamkos that go up to Toronto and train with Gary Roberts and they're doing things that are going to make you better hockey players. That shit's amazing. Because, I mean, I wish I, I, I could, if I could go back in time. <clears throat> to do stuff like that, yeah. I, I would go back and learn all of that, and then I'd make a ton in New Jersey just training hockey players off ice. Medically, I mean, the, the what mm. makes players better now, you, I mean, you think about John McClain as a Devil fan. He missed an entire season having knee surgery where if he was playing today and had the same injury. About a month. He'd be maybe out two like months. two months. Yeah. The equipment, I think we talked about this. I mean, the fact that the equipment's lighter, it's stronger, it lasts longer, um, and the sticks-wise, like, guys that shoot bullets now, I mean, everybody shoots at least 85 miles an hour. Well, I mean, you can also make the fight, too, when you talk about, like, the sport of baseball, aluminum bat versus wood bat, right? The aluminum bat, you have a guy like you know, like like a Barry Bonds or or a Bryce Harper swinging an aluminum bat with a fastball, he will kill you. Oh, if the ball came back. Yes, yeah. a wood bat, it'll deflect off you. You may break an orbital bone. You'll you'll be back. Yep. Aluminum bat, you're dead. Literally dead. Yeah, just imagine when those assholes let go of the fucking bats and they go flying into the crowd, <laughs> or when they hit foul balls into the crowd. Yeah. Destroy put, people. Hit, fucking put netting around. Well, they have to. Yeah. 
Real Sports did a fucking huge story about that. Like your reaction time is like milliseconds. Mm-hmm. Strictly in baseball, if a pitcher is throwing 90 miles an hour at you and you hit it, it's coming back at least double speed at you. So it's coming 180 miles an hour back at you. Minimal. Yep. Same thing I'm sure with hockey, too. You have a guy with a graphite stick. Well, that's, yeah, that's why they... And you you slap that shit from the blue line and you just, if you do a slow-mo, you see how that, how the stick like warps. Whips, yeah, the whip. And (laughs) I mean, that's another thing. You look at, like, I think back when I was playing and you... They never had flexes on wooden sticks. Like, so if you go out and buy, I mean, I know you're not, you don't play hockey, but if you look at it, when you go out and buy a hockey stick, probably the first thing you look at is the curve. All right, what's the curve going to be like? Is it open? Is it closed? Is it this or that? Fine. But then the next thing you look at is what's the flex on the stick? Meaning, for those of you that don't know, the flex is like when I lean on it, how much pressure am I going to have to put on it for it to bend? Okay. So that when I go through the puck, the the stick is whipping with it. Okay. Think of it like a, for wrestling people, like a kendo stick. Like when you swing it and you see it bend back before it hits. So it's not only your force, but the force of the actual wood going along with it. Most players, depending on your your height and your weight and your your strength and whatnot, <clears throat> if you're not an NHL player and you're not somebody like Johnny Goudreau or who's super small and whatnot, most of those players are using anywhere from an 85 flex up. Okay. But back in the day, you got a wooden stick. <laughs> and does wood bend? Mm, yeah, it, that, those sticks did. That's why they would break all the time. But today... The fact that you can get a guy like Johnny Goudreau who can't be more than 160 pounds. Soaking wet. With his equipment on. And the fact that that guy can shoot it 95 miles an hour, and he's probably using like a 65 flex, Mm -hmm. meaning that that fucking thing is just, it's it's a whip. (laughs) And and just of that talk, would you want to be a goalie? (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what, they definitely have made the equipment better better, but while at the same time making it smaller so that you're not. I would, I would rather in that scenario, I would really rather if a shot is coming up in my chest, I would rather lay on my side and lift my legs up so that that shot hits my pads. I do not want it hitting the crest of my jersey. You don't in. feel it. Really? I, I will tell you, as someone who's put on goalie pads and gone on uh-huh. the ice, you that's the hardest part. Like, I used to love playing street hockey goalie. But when the puck hits you in the chest on the ice, mm-hmm. and if you've got one of those, like, big chest protectors on, it hits you, and you'll feel like a... Yeah, a four, yeah. You think of wearing, like, a fucking a super... No, because in the catcher one, you'll feel it a little bit. But think of wearing, like, a big puffy jacket. Right. And, like, a, 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 like a, somebody throws a tiny snowball. Like, you'll feel it, and then you'll go, like, All right, well, where the fuck did the snowball go? So it's really like that? It's, if wow. you look at most goalies, what they'll do is they'll have their chest protector and then they'll look like they have double Ds. Like it looks like they have huge fucking... Almost like an umpire back in the day in the 80s right. when they had those big uh, <clears throat> uh, pads on. And what back. most goalies will do is they'll take a, a lace and tie it around their waist or their ribs or whatever so that it's tight on their body so that when the puck hits it, 
they can feel like, all right, it's over here. It's yeah. over here. You want to laugh. Look at the equipment that fucking Brodeur wore till like 2000. He basically wore from his nipples up that it went like it basically looked like a bra. Right. So it was like a bra that went up to your shoulders and then down your arms and arm protectors. And then he had like a catcher's thing on his stomach. And they always talked about like, oh, I needed that for the mobility so that I could go. And you look at a picture of Brodeur 95, 96, 97 next to him standing next to 2000 up. And it looks like he put on 50 pounds because he, he, he went to like real equipment once those composite sticks came around. Uh, you asked the question of most skilled player today. Uh, skater? That's an easy one. Ovi? No. McDavid. McDavid. A skater? Okay. He's yeah. the best straight-up skater in the league. Okay. Connor McDavid's the best straight-up skater. Shooter? Ovi. Ovi. Hit fucking snipe. And anytime you hear of Ovechkin, all you hear now is he took a shot from the top of the circle. Yeah, and you know it's there. <laughs> You know, like, you know, it's you know not where... like they've me- messed it up in the last 10 years, 12 years he's been in the league. You know, he's on the left circle just going like, <laughs> yeah, come here. and everybody knows it's coming. You you could set up his goalie to physically right there, right? Knowing the shot is going to come right at you and you can still miss. He learned from Brett Hull. Brett Hull was the same way. Uh, IQ. Crosby. Hmm? Crosby's the yeah, smartest. Yeah, no, I would agree. As much as you, you want to shit talk his whininess or whatever, yeah, he's a sm- I, I would take him on our team. I would. Absolutely. I, fuck, you're not going to. Yeah, but he'll be a guy that he'll stay in Pittsburgh, and then one day they'll have to make the decision, do we go with Crosby or do we go keep Malkin? And he'll go to the Rangers. What about Kessel? <laughs> Good do, one, do, we, do, do, we keep, do we keep the hot dogs or do we keep Kessel? Dollar hot dog night every time fucking Phil Kessel comes in. That's exactly what the Devils should do. I'm available for marketing, Devils. <laughs> Passer? That's a tough one. My heart wants to say, like, Carlson, but I think Joe Thornton's the best passer currently playing right now. That guy could fucking thread a needle. Stick handler. Patrick Kane. Patrick Kane with Kuznetsov and Johnny Hockey. A swift number two. Also, for IQ, I'd put Claude Giroux. Notice how I didn't name any Devils, especially in the IQ department. (laughs) (laughs) What if you want to do Speedster? Fastest skater? Maybe Miles would. Fastest fastest skater to crash through the the boards? Miles would. He's a thoroughbred. (laughs) He can run in a circle. Don't make him do anything else, though. Uh How do, you, how do you make him stop? <laughs> you just open the gate like Forrest Gump. You put up fucking stop signs. You put the band in front of him. <laughs> he might be the stupidest son of a bitch, but he sure can skate. If you could play a pro sport, what would you? What would it be and why? Um, I got to go with my first love. I got to go baseball. Why? Because that's all I knew growing up. I played basketball, sure. I watched a hockey game or two. I sat... Here in in this podcast studio back in the day with my dad watching the the Devils beat the Red Wings and and having a good chuckle over every Russian name uh, out there. Um, but yeah, no, it'd definitely be baseball. 
You? Do you still go with hockey? My heart would want to play hockey just because it's mm-hmm. my first love. Thank God my wife doesn't listen to this or my child. Mm-hmm. But hockey is my first love. Um, but if I'm thinking purely fucking economically, I would want to play fucking European soccer. Football. Yeah. Look at that fucking Ronaldo and Beckham and all that shit. Look at the money that they made. Yeah, but that's like there there's a large difference between Beckham's and 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 all that right. to to that next level of I, guy. Oh, yeah, but we're talking like you're playing professional. We're not talking about like if you could make it to any league and, you know, I mean like if I was going to be a superstar in any league You'd want to be soccer. Oh, you have to be that, a little bit. You have to. Um, and um, this is not a knock. You would definitely have to be a little bit thinner. Oh well, obviously I'd be in shape. Just saying, you could be goalie too. Oh. I mean, oh, I forgot. There's no fucking mirrors in this house, Chief. Calling me chubby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and this is why we do this podcast. Yep. <clears throat> Taking into consideration not just the game medical players stadiums but also socially being uh being a pro during that time where <clears throat> what time period would you play that would you play european soccer hmm. i think both of us would really just do it now no i would really no way in fucking hell would i want to be a professional athlete now i get the underst- i understand the money now is better than ever especially in hockey the headaches that you would have to go through with social media and well that's because you and I are connected so so much to social media right but i mean like think about if you were a professional athlete mm-hmm. all right and we'll just say hockey for the sake of being hockey okay if you're a professional hockey player in toronto or montreal or anywhere in fucking canada okay you're a professional athlete Everybody's got a camera on them now. Okay? So anything that you do... Oh, you were at a bar? Like, look at Pasternak. Pasternak got hurt. Did you hear about that? He had surgery on his thumb. Okay. Okay? The Boston Bruins released a statement that at 11.30 on Sunday night, David Pasternak and some of his teammates were leaving a uh, sponsorship dinner, and he had fallen down getting into his transportation and hurt his thumb. Why did they release that statement? Because you know that motherfucker was drunk as shit. But then again, that's not some. Well, yeah, you're you're gonna at the ass end of it when you come back or when you do media things. But the team's PR is taking the brunt of it. You're, right, but you're gonna. He's gonna have to answer those questions. Like you think about if you were playing in the Gretzky era, the eighties. Mm-hmm. Okay, before or after doing coke for interviews. Yeah. <laughs> You're you're playing in that era. Like, if you had a bad game, you know what you do? You go to a bar and drink and go home. Okay, and then the next day, you just don't look at the fucking newspaper. Today, try to escape not seeing something. As as someone who's been in the news, I can't go on social media. Because if I look at social media, something may come up, and I'm like, fuck it, I don't want to look at it. And it's hard. Because like somebody's like, oh man, I, I posted this thing on Facebook or Twitter. Did you see it? And you're like, like it's yeah. everywhere, right? You know, like it's ingrained in culture. Yeah, and it's it's horrible. 
it's horrible. As I say this on a podcast, which is electronic <laughs> on your phone <laughs> that you're probably listening to on your phone and shit. <clears throat> but like, it's okay. But like Mate. stadium, like it's, it's great. It, it's great. The modern era, the money and stuff. But if you asked me if I could play professional hockey at any time, I'd want to play in the eighties, mid eighties into 90s. the nineties mm-hmm. because you didn't have to worry. I mean, I wouldn't have been making the same amount of money, but you're not going to have to worry about people taking pictures of you like Yager, where that he had to go through a couple of years ago when the girl uh, yeah. you slept with. You're not going to have to worry about that. Okay. So now your family's not going to be fucked. I mean, you're cheating. If you're cheating on your wife, you're still a douche, but at least they you know, it's not out there. Right. <laughs> you're not going to have to worry about going to a bar to fucking drink your bad game away or going see, out. So you know what I also think um, influences our, our opinion? Because now that I think about it from a baseball standpoint. Um, <clears throat> Bryce Harper shaves his beard and everybody thinks he's going to the fucking Yankees now. Sure. Because there was a picture of him online. Like, yeah. That never happens. It, it's like you, you and I are in the age where we're either in or getting to our 40s. And we've been through enough where it's like, I like the old school. Like we talk about wrestling, yeah. which we'll get into in, in a couple of seconds here. We like the old school stuff. We like the old school hockey. Old school way of you played baseball, not this, you know, fucking, you know, well, there's going to be a 12% chance he's going to bunt. So let's you, you play the game to play the game. So I think that's what influences us. I'm pretty sure you can say if we can play back then with the money they make now, voila, there's your perfect. Yeah, but I mean, if you think about it, I mean, Gretzky, I want to say, made something like five million dollars the last couple of years a year. But like he easily. If you're that good in that time era, Mm -hmm. you can do well. Gretzky doesn't have to do anything the rest of his life. He just has to fucking sign his name. Messier doesn't have to do anything. Mm -hmm. Like, those guys don't have to do... Lemieux, Scott's had so much money, he fucking owns the Penguins. So, well, I think... Didn't he have to? Yeah, they had to give him the Penguins, but... So, so if you think about it, right? Do you want to be that Bryce Harper, that Mario Lemieux, that Wayne Gretzky? Or do you want to be that second-tier star of your sport? The, 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 The contributor, not the, there's a superstar, there's that contributor, and there's the role player. You know, like think about it, like in hockey, you want to be on the top line, right? You want to be on the third line, or do you want to be the fourth line guy? I'd want to be the second line guy. You would want to go out all, all out and be a superstar. No, I don't need. You don't need to be a superstar in the second line. No. M- me, baseball wise, I want to be that that cleanup hitter. I want to be a three, four, five guy. Yeah, the so most that, pressure though. Yes. More and pressure, I, more mo pressure, mo money. There you go, right there, Mace. WWE news. Uh, apparently, Uso got arrested. So, <laughs> sorry, it's okay. And I can. Ooh, no. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Usos. But the, obviously, nothing's happening. Did this I happen know. after Tuesday? Uh, probably. Because they were all <laughs> apparently they're souping up the whole angle. Of them and uh, the Miz and Shane, which means they have a match this Sunday. Miz and Shane are gonna fucking wipe them. It's gonna be such a clean win <laughs> as a punishment, <laughs> like an embarrassing win. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It should it, be the it, that'll be the first match of the night. It's gonna go. They're gonna come to the ring and it's gonna be like a poke in the chest. <laughs> you're gonna fall down. You're gonna pin you, and we're gonna go in the back, and that's you're done. Yep. End of your end of your uh, run. 
So what era would you like to be a pro wrestler in? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, that's an easy one. <clears throat> the 90s. The late, the mid-90s. Oh, that's when everything was happening in wrestling. And that's Literally, when, and everything. And that's when the money came. Yeah, that's true. Now it's more like performance-based. It's more, you know, I, I would too. Attitude era-ish, sure. All I mean, the way, even, all I mean, the way through. You, that, you, that, become a, no. you become a halfway decent star on Raw. Oh, yeah, and still get so much air time. And then you that, could jump to Nitro and make the big money and then jump back. Like, Yeah, yeah, literally. Your whole life can be done in about 10 to 12 years span, jumping between two companies, yep. and you're set for the rest of your life. Like you never see fucking Big Sexy Kevin Nash doing fucking house shows. <laughs> no. Sitting on that money. Maybe an appearance where he just goes out and goes, hey, yo. And then he walks in the back. He showed his face. All right, so that's pretty good. I like the I like the fact that you put in um, a Mount Rushmore in, uh, in wrestling, and separating the the Mount Rushmore we did for hockey at the beginning of our our tenure here, and now moving into to a uh, Mount Rushmore for for wrestling. I um, want to say I was at like I was definitely somewhere and wrote this down. Like I want to say I don't want to say I was at a bar, but I was out, and I was like, no, you wrote it down over here. I did. You're right. I was here. I was yeah. at a bar. Let's <laughs> see. But you weren't drinking. Apparently, it sounded like you were. Um, we can go the easy route. We go TNA first. Um, AJ. Yeah, AJ Styles. Um, you want to also do... Abyss. Yeah, you want to do... Um, Samoa Joe. No. Mm-mm. Christopher Daniels. Yes. That's the guy I was thinking of. Shark Boy. You have to do Shark Boy. I'm sorry. EC3. No. Not, not, I don't, no, speaking nobody of him, knew. Oh, I uh, do not, I I know you haven't watched, but he actually wrestled. He wrestled Ambrose. the last two weeks. He wrestled Ambrose. So he came out in the moment of bliss, which I only watched that for obvious reasons. The two big reasons, her eyes. Um, <laughs> she, and they like, she went to ask him a question. And, like, he was doing his, like, thinking, you know, like. And then Ambrose came out, and he's like, EC3. What happened to EC1 and 2? <laughs> Are they giving him, like, carte blanche finally I, before he, before he walks what, out? Part, like, of me, part of me thinks it's a work, though. Because it's just so blatantly like obvious. Giving and... him, like, if they're giving him, like, yeah, just go out there. We don't really fucking care. Like, you're crazy. Like CM Punkish, like, right? You're yeah. fucking crazy if you're giving him this ability to just go out there and say whatever he wants. But if this is part of your angle, why the fuck did you wait so long to give him this kind of like? I'm gonna come out. I'm gonna make fun of you. I'm gonna wrestle you, and I'm gonna go back. Like I'm gonna be like a a cross between Jericho and Austin. Like I'm gonna be a badass and make <clears> fun <throat> of you, but at the same time. I'm also going to be funny kind of about it. Not mm-hmm. like The Rock funny, but like... Smartass. Yeah. So, EC3 wrestled him right after... He slapped him in the face and then walked to the ring and then they had a match and EC3 won. He beat him. And I'm like, all right. This would be a good feud to kind of send EC3 up the ladder while pushing Ambrose <laughs> down. Then they wrestled again this week and Ambrose won. And I'm like... Are they really building an angle? Like, are they building these two guys up 
to have a feud. Or is it just time filling? They're just they're not letting him talk. EC three? No. They're not letting him talk. I mean, he's got a good look. He looks old as shit. He looks like every person you would see at the Jersey Shore that's muscle bound. God. But I don't know. I don't know what, what they're doing with him. If, if part of me may, thinks they're making him a joke. Why? I don't know. Like, why? Like, I don't know. You bring him in. You push him through NXT. You bring him back to a main roster to, to do that? What, to get his chops to in? Just because Carter? But <sighs> Carter. <laughs> All right, so we had Shark Boy, we had Abyss, we had Daniels, we had AJ, uh, AJ Styles. Uh, I'm going to do Billy Corbin. <laughs> Billy Corbin, yeah. <laughs> Dixie Carter. Sure. You almost got to put Jeff Jarrett on there because he's the one who he's started the He's on the start the of this whole shit, yeah. You have to. You really do. And that's the sad part, that you have to. Um, go to uh, ECW. This is a toughie. I know, number, number one, Paul Dangerously. Paul E. Dangerously. I mean, he created it, so you kind of got to put him on there. Right. Dreamer. Yes. Sandman. Taz. Sabu. Uh, Sabu. RVD. Yep. There you go. There's five. But then, then that list continues. Jerry Lynn. There's your second tier right there. Yeah. E- ECW. Holy shit. If you could put ECW with those wrestlers today, my God, easily would take WWFE over. Easy. Easy. No, but they'd never be able to do the shit that they did today. They they would have to be on, like, HBO where they could do this stuff because th- there's no well, way censorship would let them do what they did. It's true. But um, WCW? Oof. Sting. Duh. Um... Flair, even though I know it Goldberg. was more. Mm. I'm talking about guys that were strictly WCW, and then like... before they went, they no, were I, huge. No, I know that. They were huge before they jumped but, ship. See, for me, it's like roots. Like Goldberg was in that like nitro y kind of thing, and it just I don't know. I can't buy into him being like in a Sting or Flair category. You don't want to look up in there? <laughs> for those of you at home, uh, a sign for the diamond cutter. No, I can't do him either. But God damn it, every time I hear Smells Like Teen Spirit, <laughs> God damn it. Fuck. Yeah, WCW, I mean, if you think about guys that were not in WWE. Fuck. Vader, maybe. But then he made his he made his he sowed his oats in like New Japan. No, but I'm just talking about if you had to put superstars. I mean, it's easy to sit there and go the NWO for WCW because yeah, but no, yeah, I understand. Horace Hogan, yeah, the uh, number one, Rey Mysterio, God, Eddie, one A, um, Benoit, definitely Benoit. He made his name there. And then he made his name. <laughs> um, Do you know that they want to make a movie about him? And under 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 what umbrella? Right, but they want to take the guy that's uh, Liv Shriver from uh, what the fuck is that show that he does on Showtime? Ray Donovan. He wants to like he wants to make a movie about Chris Benoit. 
But the problem is, he sure shit isn't going to get any footage at all. Absolutely. All the footage has been fucking wiped. I'm right, sure. Yeah. He's not going to get the okay from. So he's never going to be able to use any names. Chris Benoit. But no, he wouldn't <laughs> be able to use any names of him wrestling. It'll have to be like the wrestler. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. WCW is tough. If you can't, if you don't want to use names of guys that made their name in WWE and then went like Hogan and Nash and Hall, and I got I, so I got three. I got I got Vader, Flair, and Sting. You got to throw. I mean, I don't know if you want to throw Luger in there. Um, Ron Simmons. Yeah. I mean, first black champ. And it's not a racist thing during Black History Month, but it's still he was the first black heavyweight champion Booker in wrestling. Mm, now nah, Harlem Heat was was like. Nasty? No, nasty. What? What the hell were the nasty boys? Were they WCW first? The they... Knox, weren't they? Knox brothers or whatever. Wow, WCW is fucking hard. Knobs and and I can't think, yeah. man. That's... All right, so then you go to WWE, and it, this Oof. is even fucking harder. Okay, Hogan. You got to put Vince McMahon, Vincent Kennedy McMahon, in there because. Vincent. Kennedy McMahon. Okay, so you got Hogan, you got him, you got Andre the Giant. It's tough to just pick five. Bruno San Martino. Yeah, now you got four. Pick. You go Austin Rock. Um, Austin was WCW. He was stunning, Steve. Stunning Steve Austin. So that's he's out. I would go Rock. Not the Undertaker. Oh, that's a fuck, fuck. you face. That's a fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, yeah. No, no, right? I'm sorry. You have to put Undertaker in there. Who do you take out? Do you even put John Cena in there? Do, mm, see, well, like, I'm different because I I don't know as much as the, the super old school guys. But Well, well I mean, they, they built up fucking San Martino like it was fucking nobody's business. Oh, speaking of Bruno San Martino since he died. Um, oh, we have to start the clock again. Yeah, start the clock again. What's his Pedro name? Pedro Morales. Pedro Morales. So um, back, to our <laughs> back to our conversation. All right, Hogan, Undertaker, Giant. Do you take? I take. Do, Vince you, out. do you take Vince out? All right. So then there you go. There's your Undertaker and Rock. It's tough. It it is because well, then it, well it, well you're sexist because there's no women in there. There's no China. There's no Miss Elizabeth. There's no. Oh, that would that, sensational oh. Sherry. Right. Um, Wendy There's Richter. no Bucky Lynch, the fucking man. The fucking man. How in the hell? I don't know what they're doing with that. I, I don't understand. She suspended for 60 days, and she, they took her out of the WrestleMania match. Is, and, it, is, is her knee really fucked up? I don't know. Is, is it like, and they what put did Charlotte she, in. What did they do? What did she do that turned sour? Unless she's really hurt, or they're building up this ultimate or, underdog. Or... Becky Lynch is at a such huge high right now. She doesn't. Need she to. doesn't need a belt. It is. It is fucking CM Punk. It is Hulk Hogan ripping his T-shirt off. It is when Ric Flair first fucking popped into WWE to win the Rumble. That's what Becky Lynch is. It's like holy shit. She's at the top of the mountain, and the champion is <clears throat> under her. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Did you just go pat? From Munaki on us. I drove by Munaki, so I saw it. Did, uh, there you go. See? Mm-hmm. It all comes together in the end, doesn't it? Oh, you left Shawn Michaels out? 
No, I can't. That's Shawn Michaels. What the fuck? He was a rocker. Yeah. And the only and, the, the, and then he the, was the first Grand Slam champion. Yeah. Fucking Bret Hart also spit in his face. Bret, you left <laughs> Bret Hart out. He was no. Uh, best there is, best there was, best there ever will be. You yeah, left Kamala he, out. Kamala. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, what's left of Kamala these days? Nothing. Mr. It, Fuji, Mount. Fuji. Mount Fuji. Nah, but the, now you're going into like managers and shit, which Yokozuna. we kind of did. Yokozuna. How the fuck did that battleship stay afloat with Yokozuna? Kane. No, Kane's mid Carter. They can't. You can't do that. It was a great, good feud with the Undertaker with the whole brother thing. That was pretty. That was good. I like that storyline. Cena. Cena's got to be. He's got to be because he's like the Hulk Hogan too. Double game. Yeah, no, fifteen minutes. minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's the funniest thing because we're now we're fans of the Devils. We get updates on our phones. Boom, phone buzzes. Oh shit! Look, game's on in fifteen minutes. If you're if you're an iPhone user and, a, and an Apple Watch user, ten minutes to every hour, the phone buzzes saying, "Hey, time to get up." And like half half of my office at work, you hear ding, like all this other shit. So, wrestling is tough because you have to take it as a whole. I think the WWE came into real existence in the '80s after WrestleMania and all that kind of shit when Hulk Hogan hit the hit it. Anything before it was, when you break it into the, the whole territory stuff, it was more of those like, it was Larry on the king. And it, it was territory. Memphis. It was hey, I need to rent Andre the Giant for a month. Yep. Can we do that? Ooh, what do we get in return? And blah 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 blah. So it was more like, but now that you have a organization and it's not a territory thing. It's tough because even in WCW, you can throw in Dusty Rhodes. But was Dusty Rhodes NWA? Was it? Was it WCW? What's What's the you know? Yeah. Wrestling, when you when it comes to history, is a very tough topic to to weed out. You can talk about your favorites till you're blue in the face, but when you get down to lists, it's fucking rough. Yeah, and if especially when you're down to you can only pick five. Yeah, when you when you limit your even if we didn't limit yourself, do ten. We'd still be fighting over the spots like nine and ten. Who who would you wedge in there? Yep. Still, wrestling was good in the eighties. It was good in the nineties. It was good in the two thousands. And now it's it's a bad repeat of those years. Yeah, but is it bad because we're older? That's the thing. Is it bad because we've seen it? I mean, if you were to grab a ten year old who's into wrestling and show them, you know, older wrestling, would they be like, "Oh, this is corny"? Like. Uh, look at Gangrel. He's got. He's, that's not. That's stupid. You know. Maybe we have to find. T- Would they sit there like they're not John Cena or they're not yeah, doing they're, fucking? They're, yeah, they're doing the reverse. They're comparing right. They're not now doing, to back then. Yeah. Well, I would go like you see Gangrel and his entrance and the weird thing. Well, look at Finn Balor and try to figure out where he got his demon entrance from. That's a very good point. Look at that. Look at you being a wrestling historian. You're available. I'm available. <laughs> I think we're all available at this point, man. Wouldn't you say? I mean, come on. No, Ga- I'm really Ga- available. Gary, Vince, Gary, Vince, come on. I'd love to apply for a job at the NHL. I'd like to apply for a job at the NHL Network. Come on, because then you can get in fucking Scott Stevens' ear and goes, go to Jersey, dude. Do we need you? Look, of all the people's ears I'd be trying to get into, it wouldn't be Scott Stevens. Hi, Jackie Redman. <laughs> I said ear, not rear. 
She lives in Hoboken. Oh boy. How are you? Stalker. Hope she listens. Hey, speaking to people who stalk, you know who's like likes my devil's tweets? That Julie, um, the cat Gaffney. No, Julie <laughs> uh, Rotten Ro- Roffenheimer or whatever. What was her name? I'm sorry, I'm screwing up because she probably listens and be like, well, I like your fucking tweets, and you fucking fuck my name up like that. She was the she was the um, Erica Wachter before Erica Wachter came on. Oh, cool. <clears throat> We tweeted back and forth a couple times. She's a nice, very nice person. Nice. Amanda Stein's liking some of my stuff now. Because apparently everybody in Devil's Nation, she's like putting an update saying, here are the lines. What about Taylor I replied once, I go, well, apparently Amanda has the words Taylor Hall and Hall muted. <laughs> and then some dumbass is like, well, apparently not, because she responded. You fucking dick. High Sticks and Super Kicks Podcast. You're home for the perfect blend of professional hockey and wrestling with your pals, Bobby and Dave. Bobby. 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 Hey, Bobby. Hey, Bobby. David. Bobby. <laughs> David, my David. <laughs> Toodles. 